Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid Show. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm your host, Zach King. I got Professor Dreg with me as usual, and uh, we're going to continue our discussion a little bit about the Christian left. I got to say, you know what? I'm going to start getting a little bit more animated on this podcast because some of the stuff that I've been reading about is just absolutely nuts. But we can also tie a lot of the stuff that we talk about together. So the Christian left um, is something that we discussed in the last episode, and it's been fronted by some pretty prominent presidential candidates, sorry, like Seth Moulton and Pete Buttigieg. That's how you say his name. I learned that from Kim Iverson. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that out there because she said it right and I didn't. Um, But the thing we want to talk about is something that has obviously been something that the the right usually pushes as being one of the biggest, biggest uh, problems socially in our society right now in America, which is the tragedy of fatherless homes. Now, People obviously know that this is a growing problem and it's far more prevalent in uh, the black and the the Hispanic communities in America. But I want to talk about this and how it ties into progressivism, the Christian left. We all know that the single greatest factor that contributes to just the huge rising rates of, you know, violent, not necessarily violent, but deviant and, you know, bad behavior in our country is that a lot of children are being raised in fatherless homes. So, a lot of times, uh, especially with what we can see in our prison system, violent crime, uh, drug abuse, substance abuse, you know, depression, lack of social skills, uh, de- you know, bad behavior. A lot of this can be traced back to some kind of childhood trauma. And a lot of times it's also from children who have an absent or an abusive father. So why don't we kind of start there a little bit? I mean, there's some other things that we can jump into, but it's safe to say that for those of you who don't know, the advent of fatherless homes has been something that has been incentivized by the progressive agenda. And also, let's not forget, you know, uh, birth control, Planned Parenthood, uh, the incentive for abortions in low-income neighborhoods is a big contributing factor for that. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'll say it again. Even though I'm an atheist, uh, the natural ally to any person who, who, who's from the streets is going to be your Christian dude because uh, Christian I- ideology is like the only way or, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's the only way, but it's the most effective way to fight all of the ills on the streets. So if you have like, you know, like everything that you just said, you know, uh, violence, because you said it's not, but no, trust me, violence is a huge problem in the streets. It, it's just, it just is. So violence, uh, you know, lack of education, mass incarceration, all stems from a progressive ideology that literally says the government should be your daddy. Mm-hmm. And they do all the things they can to make sure that the single mother is 
more successful than a two-person, uh, a two-parent family. Even if it's two lesbians, you'll be better, more successful as a single mother than you would if you're two lesbians raising a baby or two gay dudes raising a baby. That's the agenda. Single parent homes is what they want. And, and you got to ask yourself, why? You know, this whole idea, why is that? And uh, so we'll get into that, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, you know, like, because I really want to hear your opinions on, 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 on why, you know, you think this is happening and everything else. So, yeah, well, I think that I think that there's a lot of contributing factors. This is obviously a, a dialogue that can be expanded on for hours and hours upon end. Aside from legislation, right, which is um, something that was implemented and incentivized in the 60s where, you know, welfare was being administered to people who, you know, into fatherless homes for single mothers. That has been one of the biggest things that has contributed to that. Now, obviously, another aspect has been just the advent of the sexual revolution, right? Because uh, with what happened in the 60s, with birth control being readily available and uh, women, you could say, being able to make their own choices, what it put onto women as far as their beliefs were is that they didn't need a man anymore. They could go out, make money. And that was the big thing. It's like before birth control, people were not as promiscuous. People were yeah. less likely to be promiscuous. And, and people may ask me like, okay, well, Zach, how does this tie back to fatherless homes? How does this tie back to the lack of commitment in families? Well, it's because back in the day, if a guy knocked you up, he'd have to take care of you. Like that was just the, the way it was. You know, I don't even have to go into all the ins and outs of that, but that was just the case. Okay, let, let me interrupt really quick. But see, what you, you hit on something very important, this whole sexual revolution thing, because what does it do to a man? See, now, in the old days, men weren't so horny chasing women as right. they are today. So when you're chasing women and you're just going to bone down any person you can see, well, guess what? If you can pay 300 bucks a month or 200 dollars a month which is be like that's i know that seems low but on the streets these dudes can't get a job so you know the courts are going to mandate that they pay only 200 dollars, 300 bucks so if all you have to do to be a father is pay 200 dollars, that's a small price to pay for your freedom to keep chasing tail because it's an addiction right so you know now you're dealing with an addiction and it only costs $200 a month to shirk all of your responsibilities and boom, I could be a father, but according to the courts, I'm a dad, but in real life, you're not because you're mm -hmm. just chasing tail and you're thinking 200 bucks is going to save you. And it's not, you know, well, yeah. the thing, the thing is, um, there's a lot that we can go into in a lot of detail here, but I think to focus on just the whole sexual revolution in itself, um, you could say that, yeah, there was traditional religious ties that our country used to have where it was just kind of like, you know, don't have sex until you're married, which obviously is something that I stand for now after knowing what I know and going through what I've gone through. I do think that people should abstain until they're married. I'm not definitely, I'm definitely not somebody 
who is the virtuous individual who should be saying this because I have definitely stumbled in this area of life. Shit, I'll say it. Fuck, as I, you know, in all honesty, I don't think people like it shouldn't be a law, right? But I honestly believe that people shouldn't be having sex, whether they're married or not, until they're like 25. Because it takes a certain amount of maturity to honestly engage in sex. It might sound crazy, but we should really be teaching our kids, hey, look, stop masturbating and stop having sex. Just wait until you're an adult. You, right. you know, right. and, 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 you know, it, it's... Uh, and I, but the thing is, there's a lot of overlapping factors, right? Like, what did the sexual revolution do? It made, um, it made people more sexualized. Like, pornography became more readily available, right? Women became more promiscuous. Men also became more promiscuous. It's not just about women. Uh, the burden of, you know, fathering somebody's child was not as much of a big deal anymore because now with government assistance, you weren't necessarily tied to that person. I mean, you were because if the DNA test confirms that you're the father you know you're responsible for some degree of compensation but like all of it worked together is what i'm saying the government incentives are there now fathers are mandated to do this there's no real uh sort of sense of morality when it comes to however many sexual partners you can have and this is a discussion that we can have for months, if not years on end because of that fact. But I have started in my own personal journey. And this is something that I think a lot of my listeners have also noticed. It's like, I think we need to take it back to traditional values, right? Christian values to be completely blunt. And to, to, because you have this experience from the streets, why do you think with what you just said about how people should just wait until they're married before they have sex and have kids? Because the thing is, I could say that, right? But that's me speaking as a Christian, not me speaking as somebody who came from the streets, who looks at it from a different pair of lens. So why do you think that is? Is it a maturity thing? Is it a brain development thing? Why do you say well, that? It's mostly just because uh, it's both. It's a maturity thing and a brain thing. Our brains are still developing as kids, right? So, uh, and, and I know this might sound hypocritical because I literally use sex to get ahead in life. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know I used uh, sex to get food, I use sex to get shelter, I use sex to make tons of money, not just like shackles, like tons of money. <laughs> so, you know, and, and people will always go back to, well, you know, you, you know, like at 16, you're like an adult. And, and that's the other thing too, you are gonna see a lot of people on the left, prominent people, like that guy from the TYT, uh, the Turks, Young Turks. Cenk Uger. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Chenk. Yeah. Uh, I can't say his last name, but Chenk, he's an advocate for making 16 the legal age. You know, a lot of, of, of abusers that, you know, that I grew up with, like, you know, like a former teacher of mine. I, I told you about this mm -hmm. uh, in another previous podcast about that guy. We all wrote uh, sexual, uh, uh, you know, harassment. It's not even harassment, just sexual abuse from one of my teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, we were all honor students and stuff like that. So, anyway, now, people like that will always advocate for 16 to be the legal age. Why? Because they're all perverted. And, and it's just, they're like, oh, you know, we got to treat them like, no. Here's the, and and here, here's the thing. I, I want to get back on point. Uh, when you're that young, it really leaves you, because I was a wolf. And almost everybody else, they're like the sheep. And, and it's like, come on. 
I was literally destroying all of these kids just for my own selfish purposes. And looking back, look, I know that was wrong. And a lot of these people became delayed in their development because of it. You know, like a lot of them couldn't handle academic pressure because why of what they experienced. Like, you know, like this is a real thing. Uh, there was this girl and uh, she was Asian <laughs> because, you know, in the streets, it, it's just whatever. So she doesn't have a lot of experience with black dudes or anything like that. But for whatever reasons, because, you know, I am mixed, <laughs> you know, well, it's, I'm half, I'm half and half. So like, you hate to say things like this, but when you're light skinned or, or they used to call me high yellow, uh, when you have that type of thing and you're surrounded by nothing but dark skinned dudes, trust me on this. You are going to get more putang than anybody else. So this one Asian chick, she had a massive crush on me. I didn't like her, but I knew there cause look, the Asians had all the money back then. You know, it was just how it goes in the hood. If you have, and all the Asians had two parents. So they, of course they're going to have more money. So I knew that I didn't like her. So what did I do? I kept conning her into believing I was into her without even messing around with her. I told her like this, Hey, look, if you're with this one guy, I'll go ahead and be with you because he's like my best friend. And, uh, and you, you go ahead and be with my best friend and right. I'll be with you afterwards. Why? Because, you know, he's a virgin and you know, he's never had sex and, Da, 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 da. That sounds like some pretty evil stuff you used to do. Yeah, of course. So anyway, it's even worse than that. So the day that I set this up with this one, you know, Asian chick, you know, just for a place to crash and, and stay, I made her go with three dudes before my turn. And then when it was my turn to go ahead and go, I was like, well, you know, I changed my mind. <laughs> I would do that. And she was with three dudes thinking she was going to be with me and I would just pull the rug right from under. And I was like, you know what? That's not me. Da, 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 da. I, you know, it, it look because this other guy likes you so much. I can't do it because I don't want to try to be with him, but she had no interest in those people. She only had interest in me. And, uh, you know, but I used her, you know what I mean? I used her for, and I never even had to be with her and think about this. She was destroyed for like about a good 10 years after that happened. So, you know what I mean? She was almost 30 before she recovered for something like that. And, and it's the same thing with the dudes. Like you would think like one of the guys goes, oh man, I felt really sick. You know, the guy who went number three, he was like, I couldn't even really do anything because I just, my mind, I was thinking about how dirty this was because we went to a junior high and it was out in the open, just on the concrete. You know what I mean? We're like, kind of like, you know, people maybe could see you from the back from far away. And it was like hella ghetto. But you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like, and so, you know, even the guys all admitted they felt felt dirty and bad. And like nobody had a positive experience, but everybody has to live with that. See, now me, I don't have to live with it because well, I didn't do it. So I just how does this tie into what we're talking about and why it's dangerous? Because that's the whole point. When you're that young and you got a guy like me manipulating manipulating you into these situations where you don't want to do it nobody wants to do things like that it goes against every fiber of your being but yet somehow some way you're having public sex on the ground where you know that's totally dirty 
And that's what happens, you know, on the streets. And no kid is ready for stuff like that. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Three guys, and you would think guys, the only guy who was comfortable with it was a dude that was a little slow. Seriously, he was, his IQ must have been like, you know, he actually went to the special ed classes. He was all like, yeah, it was so cool because he's special ed. He doesn't know any, but the other dudes, the other two guys, they felt bad and, and, and just really horrible and they couldn't deal with what had happened. And, you know, what did they do with their lives? Nothing. Like, you know, I know what they did with their lives, but it wasn't like what I did with my life. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's why in the hood, people don't succeed because they're still dealing with the trauma of the type of sex that was happening. See, and that's because, obviously a big precursor also to fatherlessness because it all ties. Yeah, of course, because yeah. you, you honestly believe that's how you should be having sex with, you know, women like, you know, gang bangs or trains. And, 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 and pornography is also a big part well, of see, that. But the thing I, is, pornography makes what we went through a fantasy for those who don't go through it. And if you go through it, try, like all the porn stars that I know, they're all messed up in the head, all of them. And, and those who like, I was, I told you about one, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I gave her a name and, and she's living in some trailer park somewhere in Northern California, like way past Sacramento. And you know, you're living in the boonies when you're like an hour away from Sacramento. So, so how is this also part of like, the so-called progressive agenda and like tying it back to morality and what should be taught in the ghetto. Like what are, well, see, but that's the point when you're having that type of sex, I guarantee you they are not having education. And that's the whole point. Part of the uh, progressive agenda. And what's that lady, uh, Gillibrand, Kir Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah. She was asked the other day on, uh, I forgot that show, the view. What do you feel about reparations? So she said some ridiculous thing about, oh, I'm going to commission a study for it because we all know that there's mass and black, uh, right. mass black incarceration, mass black un, uh, uneducation, mass, you know, fatherlessness, like broken homes, all the things we're talking about. And here's the kicker. The way we have sex on the streets is now mainstream. And that leads to all of that. You want violence? And I told you before, porn is just another form of violence. But it's just a, a form of violence against women. Because that type of sex isn't, like, women don't want to be pounded into oblivion. They don't want their, you know, legs pinned back to their ears and just, you know, jackhammered. They don't want that. Nobody wants that. But they glamorize that type of stuff. So... I guarantee you that type of sex is violence, but it's see, funny because you want to know what's crazy is that people even on the left will speak out against it. Right. But then they're unconsciously craving it and mainstreaming it. You know why a book like 50 shades of gray is one of the best selling books ever amongst <laughs> yeah, it's all know, BS. Doesn't that trip you out though? Is that that's the case? And I well, mean, I, I've never read 50 shades of gray, but yeah, I, I, I never would. I mean, that's just because what you're describing, all of that street sex, right? The, the way it's not supposed to be, the unrealistic, the violence of it, that is all of it personified and okay in written in a fantasy book 
and it plays into those recesses. And we've mainstreamed that. It's one of the most popular books ever written. In fact, three motion pictures have been made out of it just because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's no, successful. and it's, it's, it's a joke. But anyway, so let's, let's go back to uh, uh, Gillibrand. So the ironic thing about her is she got popular for turning in that guy, uh, Frank, um, what's that dude? Like he, he, was, uh, he was a senator, gosh darn it. Um, Barney, no, not Barney Frank. He was on Saturday Night Live, a comedian. Um, gosh darn it. He, uh, he played Stuart Small, not Stuart Smalley. Oh man, it's, I hate this when I draw a blank. Uh, but do you know what I'm talking about? He was the, the senator from Minnesota and he got caught groping women. Oh, Cory Booker? I don't think he's from Minnesota. He's no, from no, 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 not, not Cory Booker. The white dude. With, he wore glasses. He was a prominent comedian, senator comedian, senator. Not too sure. I mean, the only senator I know from Minnesota is what's Al Franken, Senator Al Franken. Okay. See, now, now, Al Franken is one of the most, he was a prominent senator. And, uh, and everybody's pissed off at, at Gillibrand because Barney, uh, Al Franken was supposed to be the voice that was supposed to take on Trump. But because he was forced to resign for sexual harassment, you know, and not just sexual, like he was caught, you know, taking photos, like he was taking selfies of himself grabbing some woman who was asleep, right. <laughs> grabbing her boobs. Wow, so, and, well, a dumb move on his part. Yeah, well, see, but that's my point. So it's ironic that she doesn't address, see, because she's trying to say we need a commission on why there's you know, homelessness, drugs, uh, excessive drug use in the city, in the, in the inner cities, you know, for reparations, because that's what they want. Everybody wants reparations, but they have no idea why. And, and that's why, because of the stupid sex that everybody's having, you know, because when you're too busy trying to recover from crappy sex, like the one I told you about when I was a teenager, uh, those three black dudes versus that one Asian chick, all, well, one was retarded, but two of the males couldn't focus on school. It took them like a good, you know, it really did take them about, from what I do realize, I think it took them like two years to recover from that incident. And then the, and the, and the girl took her about 10 years to recover from that. You know, so how are you going to focus on education when you're trying to deal with what, you know, the terrible sex that you're having? And I and I I could tell stories upon stories about how you know what the STDs people were getting, uh, and things like that. Think about that. How are you going to focus on you know on trigonometry? Not even calculus. Trig is easy as hell. Because uh, trust me, trig is real. It's it's a real simple concept. And if you can't focus on something as simple as trigonometry or intermediate algebra, come on. What what do you honestly have in life? You know, if you can't figure those simple concepts out, because it's a simple concept. It really is. Uh, you know, you basically, if you know how to play pool, you know how to do trigonometry. Mm -hmm. That's how simple trigonometry is. It's as simple as playing pool. And, uh, you know, but your mind is so out there, so damaged, so warped. So what happens when you have a warped mind? Well, you don't have education. So what do you have? You got your hands. So you start, and when you, when you use your hands, you're going to get violent. That's just how it works. 
That's yeah, why you well, see- the, the repercussions from all of this is pretty staggering, you know, and here's yeah. the thing. I mean, 80% of rapists come from a fatherless home. 85% of youths in prison come from a fatherless home. 75% of all adolescent patients, you know, in abuse centers, absent without a father. And I think that it, it's on the basis of sex. I don't even think it's poverty. I think it's sex because yeah, well, poverty, there's lots yeah. of stable families in poverty that are doing fine. Like you're, you're not making a lot yeah. of money, but you're not, you're not committing crimes and you're, you're probably not screwed up in the head. You probably got religion and all that, but that's fine. You're, you know what I mean? No one's being hurt. Maybe economically, you may be dis- disadvantaged, but I think that, that there's a real tie here and it kind of goes back in that. So there's a fatherlessness. There's also, you know, divorce. That actually is the same thing because yeah, it what, is the same thing. it's the same thing. It's the same thing because I've learned from my perspective and tons of people disagree with me on this. Tons of people are just like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you clearly don't know. And I'm telling people, I think it's because we got messed up in the heads when we were young, exposed to, uh, you know, lots of women, if you're a man, lots of porn, lots of masturbation, that people think getting married is going to solve their problem. But then a month later, they're back on porn. Their wife asks them why they're still back on porn. And then maybe she's struggling with it as well. And, you know, it's like, that's, that's why it's like 50% of these uh, unions end in divorce. I think it has to do with also just, um, what how how women are these days and how men are but i also think it's because of that like think about it this is this is statistically true and it's something that stefan molyneux brought up himself which was like if you are a virgin and you marry a woman and she's a virgin right regardless of faith 90 percent stays together like that that's yeah. that's no, you know what but, i mean it's but you're correct on that here are the things that make people stay together because um because I know people, God or no God, you stay together. Yeah, no, we'll see, yeah. but that's but see, but that's the truth. Now, because uh, I want to kind of correct that stat about fifty percent of marriages. Now, of I believe that number is shrinking by a lot because people are learning. Because there's basically like I, I don't know why, but I like to break things down into. Or four. men aren't getting married. That could be another reason. <laughs> but, well, no, but they are. But it's but here's the thing. This is why it's hard to get married. Uh, and I believe this is like a biblical type of a deal because again, I don't know how, but the Bible knew this <laughs> for a long time. Like it's amazing to me. It's like, it, these are the most amazing coincidences on the history of the world. Not a coincidence. It's about equally yoked. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. So, but it's true. It's like whole equally yoke thing is basically I broke it down to four things. You got to have the same experiences. So you have to be at the same level in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if you have high debt, then your wife should have high debt as well. And then you guys work together to get out of it. But here's the thing. You guys got to have the same type of religious background. It's really difficult for a Jew to marry a Muslim. Oh, of course. It, no, well, but it happens here in the States all the time. Like you'd be shocked at how many interfaith marriages there are in the United States. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I know. In fact, say your four things because I have four things too. I want to see if they line up because yeah, okay, so that's one. Right. But the other thing too is you gotta have the same type of intelligence and ability to have logic. So, you know. But and that's another way of saying have like the same type of education. So like if you're a PhD, 
you got to marry somebody with a PhD or a master's or somebody really super smart in order for you two to get along. So not only do you have to have the same type of spiritual background, but you also have to have the same type of education background. And then the same thing with money. You got to have the same agreements with money. And you know, like if you're broke, marry a broke person because if you marry somebody rich, man, you're going to be screwed. And you really are because that person- well, A lot of men marry broke women all the time. Like it's- Yeah, but that's not right. See, because that's the whole thing. It's like, that's part of like a survival skill. Like I always found like if they were in a relationship where you're the broke person and you are the married, you know, you married rich, I could always talk that broke person or the lesser of the two into all kinds of phenomenal things about giving me money. Yeah. Yeah. So in fact, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And this is where like uh, communities like the Manosphere and the Red Pill always talk about this, right? A prominent example of this is actually a politician. I don't know if you've heard of Wendy Davis. She's a no, I don't know if she is from Texas, and she basically was broke, married a rich guy, and like after he paid her last student loan, like this girl was probably like a couple hundred grand in debt because of law school. But like yeah. literally the day after she divorced him, took his kids. Like it, it's just wow, wow. <laughs> man see but i hate type of stuff stories, but i know true. i know but this stuff happens but actually to go back to your point about um no, she, what i just curious is she a liberal or progressive democrat liberal i knew it <laughs> but she was a republican 10 years ago and then she switched to democrat progressive yeah see how it is yeah, yeah. but what i was gonna say about your four things was um I, I, there's there's four alignments that that is interesting because you have four and I have four and I I actually heard this off of a, a finance guru Dave Ramsey but I, I'm also inclined to believe because he believes in faith based principles to overcome obstacles to to yeah. develop the best relationships and the four I, I mean I think the first thing that's very very true is money because money is actually one of yeah. the biggest reasons why people break up or get divorced um, anything related to money which for some men and women arguably is everything so money yeah. is the first thing so agreement with debts and i mean like full transparency like income debts how you look at money needs to be the same you know what i mean you can't be like really really rich and have this type of understanding with money and don't believe in debt and then she's like 400 grand in debt like that's not gonna work yeah you know what i mean the second that's like jeff bezos and his wife <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so when they, no but when they got divorced she only she didn't take half she only took a quarter that's yeah. what they agreed and then the, the next thing is um, children. It's like, if you don't agree with that, well, forget it. And then I think it's in-laws, I believe, is the other thing where your family, you got to be in agreement to some degree with Yeah, in-laws. with kids. Like, you got to agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I don't know how I missed that, but that's very that's true. Kids, absolutely. And then the last thing, I believe, is faith. But I think faith should be first because here's the thing. If you believe in something and the other person doesn't, it's not that you can't get along. There's tons of marriages like that, but you won't be equally yoked as you said because you like you know how you told me a while back conservatism is about building yeah part of building that is also got you got to be equal in your values build if you guys are always disagreeing about what church to go to (laughs) exactly exactly it's like you she constantly like think about it right on sunday i want to go to synagogue or saturday i want to go to synagogue sunday you go to church it's like that's a problem yeah, you can't know, but you know, I've taken advantage of many, many married women because of that. That's what I look for. These are the things like and those are the four things I look for. So like if I know they're not the same religion, you can easily take the wife. Easy. And you can get her to give you money. 
And like this one person I knew about the kids, that's why I'm surprised I forgot about that. She never wanted kids. Oh. And, and and her husband wanted kids. So she felt that she was forced to have kids. So, you know, and the reason why she didn't want a kid is because she wanted to save her body. And so she felt very ugly. Da, 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 da. And you always see that. And uh, so you could easily manipulate. Oh, don't worry. Oh, you're so beautiful. All oh, this and that. Just dude, like totally scamming her. And because I made her feel so beautiful when she felt so ugly with them stretch marks and all this other crap that happens. Wait, so she she had children even though she never wanted kids. Yeah, she never wanted kids, but I God, I must have milked her for like a good 25 30k because of it. No, but dude, like I'm telling you now like people like when I say I made money, I made money just manipulating, you know, with sex and, and manipulation of sex and people because why? It's easy to do when you really understand. And again, you know, I was a kid, it was a, a way to survive. Because everybody trips, I was like, nah, dude, but you always had a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, because I was boning down a lot and it wasn't free. You know, people felt sorry for me, you know? So of course they're going to give me money. You know, I <laughs> make them feel beautiful. Sounds and, like you were a bit of a, like a male hoe. Yeah, like a gigolo or something like that. But you know, we, we never called it that. It's just business. You know what I mean? But that's how you understand business because uh, with that money, because everybody tripped out like, dude, like you were just working at a gas station. How could you afford to buy property? <laughs> but that's how you, that's how you buy property. That's how you do businesses because you have to get capital. And, and that's why I'm so for reparations because I know without a doubt that, you know, our family background and everything else, like we're owed that money, you know, taxes were like tax, like, cause I know, a lot of people say taxation is theft, but it was theft to the African-American community because mm -hmm. why we were being taxed at 91% to 100%. We had a 100% death tax for a super long time from, you know, the 1913s all the way up into, you know, the 70s, you know, and that wasn't right. So and all the kind of like people don't get it, like how taxation really does apply to certain communities. It's not equal. Whites never been taxed the way blacks were taxed. So, but anyway, I don't want to get into this whole reparations thing. But, um, but going back to Gillibrand and, and fatherless homes and whatnot, see, she's describing all of the ills of fatherless homes, but yet she didn't say, look, it's because of the sex that everybody's having. Yet she's the one that turned in Al Franken. You know what I mean? And, and the other dude, like those two people she turned in and asked for their, you know, resignation. Arguably, it's, it's going to be the hardest thing to give up. And it's actually the one thing that the feminist revolution has based its ideals off of. Think about it, right? Well, no, no, no. But let me put it to you like this, even more in depth and how much BS this feminist revolution is. Gillibrand is the one behind this whole look i want i have to stick up for women and she's right for doing so but yet nobody's given money to her because they don't agree with it and that's the whole thing if the progressive agenda is real if it was really genuine then all the money should be going to kirsten gillibrand because she is the only one calling out people on both sides of the aisle for sexual violence against women but I'm not kidding. Joy Behart was like, you know, Al Franken's my friend. 
and you know he was the voice yeah. needed to no, fight no, trump that, that's how it works man just like harvey weinstein was oprah's friend and you know all that yeah, no but see but that's my point it's these people are full of it they don't care about sexual violence against women because they know that's what leads to fatherless homes you need violence against women in order to have the male removed from that home do you see what i'm saying yeah Without it's sexual all violence against women there will be no and there's problem. no and there's no validity to your so-called me too movements yeah, well no, forget about the me too movement forget about that we're talking about fatherless homes and you got to mm -hmm. think about how does sex equate to fatherless homes because everybody says it's the education it's mass incarcerations no it's everything stems from the sex so we have no education because we are having sex why are girls at 12 years old having sex why are 12 year olds getting pregnant think about that yeah why are 12 I mean, it doesn't happen in the white neighborhoods or in the asian community <laughs> you don't no but it's true you don't yeah, see it, it doesn't it does. it's not very common it's not very prominent but no but it's prominent in the hood you know you you could be vietnamese in the hood and you're gonna get pregnant anybody in the hood you're gonna get pregnant at 12. race don't matter in the hood huh yeah no it, hell no it doesn't in fact the more different you are the better chances that you're gonna get in like what happened to the that that asian chick she got done by three dudes at the same time at some junior high. You know what I mean? That's like messed up, man. Yeah, no, but think about it. It messed her up. Yeah. You know, but, but that's my point. That leads to violence. That retards your development. It really does. It retards your development. Sex at an early age retards your development, even at 20, 21. Because when you should be focused on education, going to college, doing something great, you're too worried about getting laid. So that terrible, terrible sex that you're having at, as a kid, as good as it feels, but that's, look, doing heroin feels good, but it's bad for you. Sex at a young age just feels good. It's the best feeling in the world, but it's bad for you. Just like sweets are bad for it's you. It's funny because you're probably the only atheist I've ever met who is talking about sex from the perspective almost like a conservative like christian preacher because that that's basically what they say like what you're saying is truth from the word but right? but here's the difference though like i honestly have scientific proof on my own studies i mean you could look at my whole life as 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 a as a you know clinical study and it works i mean it it like jesus you hate to say things like this i don't want to say I just prove the bible but but it really does work like, like everything that those dudes are, I don't know, have you, I don't even, I've never even heard preachers say things like this, but cause usually they're too busy, you know, well, asking money, <laughs> no, but it's true. You're thinking like, of, yeah, the, the typical televangelist. I'm talking about people who say that, Hey, you should abstain from sex until you're married. Right. You should really yeah, should. But they have no idea why, you know what I mean? They say all these things, but like, I got to give credit to that dude, Ben Shapiro for, you know, Look, if you're going to get have sex, get married and do it like that because you're a couple of virgins and you guys have the same experiences and you guys build a life together. Yeah. That's what you should do. But but I, I don't want to get into like the, the Christianity aspect yet. Uh, but I really want to hit home with this with ev to everybody. When you're on the streets, 
it don't matter the hood or the uh, or or um suburbia doesn't matter when you're having sex at an early age you are not focused on education you are not focused on careers like what do you honestly want in life because why it's been retarded by your next orgasm and, and that's and that's wrong it really is because you should be focused on career like think about it how many you know blacks do you know honestly grow up thinking man oh man i want to be some sort of astronaut and i say astronaut why because to be an astronaut you really got to be gas <laughs> very selective that process yeah, no but think about this you know yeah. when uh in 80 i believe it was 86 when that space shuttle blew up challenger yeah, yeah the challenger blew up this is like one of the guys that passed away uh he was a rodeo clown he was uh like uh, I think he took like a got a silver medal in the NCAA two A's in gymnastics. He was a surgeon. He was also a pilot in the Air Force, and he had like all of these great things behind him. Obviously, so while doing all that, he still became an astronaut. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, how many blacks do you know that have those type of dreams? Oh, you know what? I want to be a medical surgeon like Ben Carson. None. They all want to be some sort of rapper or some sort of basketball player or football player if they got the size. And the one thing those basketball players and rappers and actors or entertainers all have are messed up sex lives. And, and think about it, how many of those actors and athletes honestly make it. You got tens of thousands of, of young black males that will never sniff a dollar. Even if they go play it in China, they won't get a dollar. Right. Very few people can even play in China. It's very rare that you make money in sports, but guess what? Their mentors are all people who womanize. Well, look at Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He had a bad ass wife. She was hot. And he still messed around on her and, and couldn't keep it straight. And, and you know what I mean? He almost Tiger lost Woods. Her. Oh, geez, Louise, Tiger Woods is like that. Like, don't even go there. But it's truth. It's truth. It destroyed him. You know, like he could have been the greatest golfer of all time and done great things, you know, like, because I know he did things in Thailand, but he lost everything because of how he was having sex. Why? Because his dad was a womanizer too. Yeah. His dad was a womanizer and it, and it kind of passes on. Because that's, and that's the thing, like, Sex really can destroy a person if you can't control it. And I'm telling you now, I, you know what made me so good was I always could control my sex. And just like I control my liquor, I can control my drug use because why? I never did it. But, you know, I dabble with sex. Why? Because it's, it's a way of making money, but it's still a horrible addiction to have because, like, in theory, if I wasn't grown, you know, in the streets, I probably would have been some kind of uh, there. Oh, no, because there's no money in that. But I believe I could have been a theoretical physicist and invent a lot of tools and versus being the guy that was good at math. Like, oh, dude, come on, figure out my help me with my math. You know, oh, I got this idea. Help me with my math. You know what I mean? Like you can't make money that way. I think it's interesting hearing this from you because you're right. Like those are things that we were taught. It's obviously things that I'm going back to where it's like, just, you know, stop watching porn, stop masturbating, stop having sex before marriage. And the interesting thing is as Christians, we, we learn that from, because it's in the word, but you're telling me 
in nature why that's bad. And I think that this is a nice way to kind of marry the two together because it's right. Like preachers will say, hey, don't don't have sex before marriage. And then people will say, well, why not? It's like, well, because the Bible says so. But then you're telling me now also from your experience that it actually because there's 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 stuff like people are like oh man that's some fundamentalist stuff i don't really want to hear that this is the bible where it's like if you do this you will surely die well in but science it, same thing animals they don't st- I, I still don't get this animals have less sex than us <laughs> it's true there's that one whale that doesn't have sex for 150 years before they even have sex they literally wait 150 yeah but a whale is not a human being we're a little different <laughs> yeah but it's one of the ancient animals in the bible you know what i mean like there's lessons to be learned in the bible i'm not kidding it's crazy and i think that's the reason why they talk about whales as the very first animal that's still in existence today you know like the great beast and i'm telling you i think there's something to be learned of like why them whales can live to be a thousand years old or something because they're not chasing tail all the time unlike other animals who you know like you know, God, because this is people are going to say, oh, well, that proves evolution. We come from monkeys, but monkeys have a hard time surviving in the wild because, you know, monkeys seem to be like the only animal that have sex for pleasure versus, you know, and you see monkeys eating each other. You know what I mean? Like a chimpanzee will eat a monkey. Oh, well, chimpanzees are monkeys. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a weird thing. It's like, so I don't know. There's something to this over-sexualization in our society. Yeah. You, know, you can see it in nature and you can, and I guess it, it's in the Bible as well. But I don't want people looking at this from a, just a biblical point of view. They have to look at science too, like penguins. Penguins don't do this. You know, like all these animals, this is like a penguin movie that, and I'm pretty sure that penguin movie will, will, will back what I'm saying. They're not promiscuous. You know, they, they pretty much mate for life, even though they go millions of miles away and male penguins aren't doing each other. You know what I mean? When the women are gone for like the whole season, like penguins will disappear. Like the females go one way, the men will go another way. And male penguins aren't screwing each other when they're away. And same thing with female penguins. They're not screwing each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they don't think about sex. Uh, most animals don't do this. Like in the, you know, like with, uh, like bears, you know, only the male dominant male will have sex. All the other males, they don't have sex. They just don't. Very few animals have sex. And even though it's for reproduction, but you know, it's just, I don't know. But my point is this Way, the way we have sex will always lead to all the ills that we have. High crime, high uh, uneducation, and the fatherless uh, you know, syndrome that we have going on. And because there's, even in suburbia, the dads are going away. They're like weekend warriors. That's the whole thing. What's a weekend warrior? Well, it's a, it's a single quote-unquote dad who takes their kids to Disneyland every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Knott's Berry Farm or wherever. And that's what they do. They pay their child support, which literally goes to nothing. And then they go out. They're just the good dad. You don't need to have any respect. You don't need to respect your dad because why? He's just the fun dad. He has no bearing on your life except have a good time. 
<laughs> Let's go drinking with my dad. Okay. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you turn, you know, 18 and become an adult and all your dad ever did was, you know, taking to Disneyland or baseball games? Yeah. And, and I, with him? But, but this, here's another thing too. And I, I agree. And I think that that's why the lack of that is leading to this behavior. But I think here's another distinction I want to make um, in this podcast that I hope everybody hears because not just the brain development and everything, what we've also done is we've associated physical maturity with previously experienced sexual abuse. Think about it. We've associated maturity, right? Like physical maturity with having experienced sexuality. Yeah. No, I'm not. And, and uh, I'm going to say this, <laughs> but I'm only talking about gay people over the age of 35. And because I, I know times have changed, but I've never met any gay guy who wouldn't bang a girl. I never met not one. Everybody I knew who was gay had experience with women and they would even bang a woman. To this day, they still would. And that's because from what I've seen, every single gay person I knew went through some sort of abuse. And, and it, 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 it's sex at a young age, whether you're gay or straight, is abusive to children. It's abusive to almost any person under the age of, I don't want, I want to say 25, but I'll say under accurate. The, I think that's fairly accurate. Well, but because people, I don't want, yeah, but that's for me personally, but I honestly believe it, it's probably under 20. You know what I mean? Because people do, you can get married at 20, 21, like, you know, like you get married in the Air Force, join the Air Force or something like that, because they're doing the thinking for you in the military. No, no. And, and the thing is, we need to stop. We need to also make a, a disconnect here for people who are listening like, oh, well, that's too damn young for you to be getting married. But the, the thing is, and this is true. The, these ages of like that's too young and all of that is only due to the fact that we have a culture now that requires you to go to high school for 12 years and then go to college and then be economically able to take care of yourself when interestingly enough historically for thousands of years it was never the case right now granted that's yeah. what i'm saying we have a system now that is not always for everyone and it is unnatural like it works but the thing is people say okay well 20 is too young for you to be getting married really biologically at 16 you could pump out 10 and here's also another thing too it's at true. 16 you could pump out 10 kids as a girl and they won't have a lot of defects like biologically you are fertile right but here's also the thing to keep in mind is that back in the day you worked off the land you worked at home see that's that's the difference here is that to transplant into the modern era, the industrialized era, which has only really been around for about 160 years. It hasn't been around very long. Yeah, but not even that. I would say like the past 30 years is right, really right. What I'm trying to say is with computers shifted that. So here's, this is an interesting thing because I think I told you about this, but it's true. Uh, Alex Jones, I know, weirdly enough said this. He has a really funny clip. You guys who are listening can probably find this out where he was talking about literally arrested development. So it's like you have sex a bunch of times when you're young as a kid, right? And, and you hit on this earlier where he says it slows down your development. But here's another thing that's been slowing down, really? down our He's development. I'm shocked. I thought I'd be the only one saying that. No, 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 no but, but here's, I want to finish the thought because he said something <laughs> about, about the system that we're in 
which think about academia, right? Think about the school system. It's something that the government has required that, hey, kids go to public school, kids do this for obvious reasons, right? Clearly, they're not learning anything. But the thing is, that is, you go to school for 12 years, and then you go to college, right? And, you know, forget like student debt, all that stuff yeah. that plays into it. But the thing is, when we look at people in the old day, these exceptional people where it's like, hey, they were leaders at like 22, like, you know, George Washington was already a soldier at 17 or Thomas Jefferson had written like, like four, had four degrees, written all these books by the age of 24 and was the leader in Virginia and all that. That, that was actually normal for people back then. It was normal. It was it, you, by 20, you were married and had a bunch of kids. It's just but that you want to know why? our system has, a, has made us slow. Like you have people in their forties that are still paying off epiphany. debt, right? So you we totally have been stagnated. What no, you, you gave me an epiphany just right now, but what what you said, D the difference from now and then is people knew how to think. They everybody knew how like they had a thought process. They knew how to use logic back then. What you described. That's why they had all these different degrees and all these, and they did great things at such a young age. But now, and this is now like now I understand why you say like 160 years, like whatever. Uh, and here's the thing. Because think about this. And now I like, yeah, this is a weird thing. Because I, w I always picked on medical doctors. You know, like when I was a kid, I always focused on, on if you can find a medical doctor, they're easy to manipulate. But here's why. Because they're not taught how to think. I mean, they have a, a medical degree and they cannot think. Because think about it. When they're born, their parents think for them all the way up until they get into kindergarten they get into kindergarten guess what the kindergarten teacher now tells them how to think all the way up until they graduate high school they are taught and told how to think because they have to get into medical school they have to get into the great university so then they go to the great university like stanford or harvard and all those people are telling them what to think and what to do to get into medical school so they're not thinking harvard is now thinking for them Stanford is thinking for them to get into medical school. Once they get into medical school, guess what? That medical school is telling them how to think, what to do in order to become, you know, to qualify to become a resident. And then once you become a resident, you got to follow some doctor and he's going to tell you how to think. And by the time that all happens, you're done with school, done with college and everything else. You've never thought, you never had an original thought in your entire life. And now you're 30 years old, <laughs> making tons of money, and you don't know how to think for yourself. Seriously, you don't know how to think for yourself because people have been telling you what to think since the time you were born until you're done with your residency, and now you're some 30-year-old kid. You know what I mean? And you could easily take advantage of medical doctors that way. And very few people are taught how to think, and that's the difference. These people are not being taught how to think. Because why? It goes back to that sex. The sex they were having at such an early age retard their thinking process. And therefore, they rely on other people to do the thinking for them. Every profession is susceptible to this. It's funny because it's like... I never knew that until just right now after what no, you No, no, but it, that's a good... I'm <laughs> like putting this into perspective and I'm like, wait a minute. This is true. And I'll be, I'm going to be completely honest on this podcast. Like, dude, I have been healed clean from like porn masturbation and all that I've, i don't think i've ever thought this clear in my life now granted i'm only like two weeks in or whatever but i was like it, it's almost like you go back 
to before you were hooked on this, the, on the, you know, this bad behavior. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute. I actually, I can wake up now. <laughs> like I can think for once. I mean, I don't want to spout too much good stuff, but I, I mean, I'm in a process of recovery and it's been great. Like, you know, it's, it's, but this is the thing though. Hey, now like, I got to ask you about your recovery. <laughs> I mean, like I'm curious because I've never, never knew. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be open about it. I'll say it on the podcast here, but I've basically made a decision to just be completely abstinent. You know, I'm like done. I'm done with like pornography and masturbation and all that, at least just because I think it is, it's, it's truly robbed me of a lot of potential, a lot of uh, the ability to formulate long lasting relationships with people. And I've, I've already admitted this. Huh? I want to know the specifics. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I have to pray every single day. I have to like meditate, pray, read the Bible. That's the only way to fully keep it at bay because people think that you can overcome this type of stuff on willpower alone. And believe me, I've tried that for years. It doesn't work. But if you cast it out, right? It's like if God removes that from you, dude, I haven't had an urge. I'm serious. Like I am completely convinced that I've been healed. Like and people listening to this are going, Oh, this guy is crazy. It's like, no, I believe it a hundred percent. No, like I'm listening to, I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, no, but I, that really does work. It huh? does work. It does work. I, and here's the thing. People think, well, what's going to happen when I'm alone and I'm feeling real horny and everything. I couldn't believe it either, but I don't even feel it anymore. But no, but you want to know day what? by day I'm thing. It's an weird. everyday thing. Like we talked about AA. It's the same deal day by day, every single day, decide not to. Yeah, no, but I, you know what? I do remember I used to separate the people from their religion. That was like, I was good at that. I was really good at, at separating. Oh, God, like when I really start thinking about things, I guess, yeah, like, because I remember that. I Yeah, you have to separate people from their religion and their belief system in order to take advantage of them. It's just yeah, how it works. Well, and, and that's why if you did this alone as a man, like, men as men when i say man i mean mankind like men and women yeah. you're you are completely powerless when it comes to what the bible would call the lustful passions of the flesh it's true it's it's, it's in there but it's like i'm not the one who's keeping me at bay god is I, i'm not like that, that's the thing is yeah. like i already know that i couldn't do this alone because dude like all the stuff about streaks like on willpower alone you're inevitably gonna fail you will fail like it's just a matter of time. It's like if your willpower is 60 days, 90 days. But that's why AA works. And what I'm doing, weirdly enough, is a form of that. So I haven't had an urge. Like I don't even think about it. Huh. So I, because like, because, okay, so that, that was basically the first step is admitting. And then the fifth step was, was God was supposed to take over. And because, yeah, I'm just going off the top of my head. So basically what you're doing is the first and fifth step. And then, because I remember the other stuff about, you know, yeah, meditate. And, and, and tell a friend, which I've done. I have a buddy who keeps me accountable. Okay, cool. And so even if I feel like going back to it, like you feel like watching porn, I just like text him or I call him up. I'm like, dude, I'm struggling here. But thankfully, it's been a lot easier because, you know, my spirit is free. I don't. I don't yeah, so I'd be a shitty mentor because I'd say things like, dude, porn is for suckers. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I. I don't believe in masturbation. I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. But it's just something I always knew that was innate in me. Well, maybe too, because um, cause I, I can tell you this, like, cause this dude, uh, we talked about his suicide before the dude that killed himself on new year's. 
we went someplace right in the city it was disgusting but there was places on broadway or off of broadway where you walk in you put a dollar in and this and this window comes up and you see this naked broad and you know i guess you could talk to her tell her to do stuff and i was like dude what's all this crap on the floor and then they go oh that's just you know people they just you just gotta ignore it and i'm like that is effing sick i'm like you guys really just go in there and step on people's goo and but that's my point like dude like for me just from what i've seen pornography and masturbation has always been a sucker's bet like if, if you get into that kind of stuff you're a sucker and why because you're just following ah dude, like you don't even know like all of the negativity associated with, with with all that weird crap that that people do it's just you know like i i don't know like i know now it's been normalized but i bet you money 50 years ago people weren't doing that crap and that's why advancements were made so quickly mm -hmm. you know what i mean like from the time the you know from 1906 and henry ford to like the 1950s a lot of advancements were made and we're kind of like stagnating with with the computer and the supercomputer we haven't done crap since i mean what, what well, have we you know technology aside that's true with with modernization but also think about what happened like you know recently with the notre dame fire like i went through old pictures when i went and visited the notre dame cathedral look at the intricacy of not just technology but look at human yeah. potential look at artwork look at michelangelo like dude you painted the whole ceiling of the sistine chapel upside down come like i'm serious yeah. that's what Can he you did. do that today <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm saying and but that's I f I'm compelled to think that these guys were strong in their faith. They weren't having sex all day. They weren't having pornography and masturbation. And I think long term, you you it's not that you become super. You just become focused. You just become focused. Think about how yeah. much time you save when you're not just whacking it to porn all day. And and I, hey, I, I I'm not talking down on anyone here. I've been there. I've I'm been a victim of that. Yeah, but I'm talking down though. Yeah, well, you are. <laughs> That's what, what I do. Is, like, I look at people like Michelangelo, right? Or I look at the people who built, you know, Western civilization and the architecture and all that, the ideals. It's like these guys were focused. They had no time to be just like messing dude, around. Look at Leonardo da Vinci. I guarantee you that dude wasn't playing with himself all day long. No, he wasn't. That dude, that dude invented a robot. The very first robot was invented by, by uh, Da Vinci. Right. And people say, well, these were like, you know, miracle men, renaissance men with genius level IQs. And, and I think Da Vinci was, but I'm, I'm also talking about just the, the, uh, the, no, well, they say Da Vinci was crazy talking to God. <laughs> that could be possible. But the thing is like, look at what humans have been able to accomplish like when you didn't have all that, like, you know, you think about like China, think about the, you know, the invention of gunpowder, the, you know, the great wall being built. Dude, it's I'm like, we, we can't even build a wall on the Southern border and China built a great wall. Well, it took them a generation or two, but still like that thing's 1500 miles long. It's like, and they weren't. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you before now. machinery, you know, well, the greatest, well, no, but that's my point. There was machinery around since Da Vinci. He invented a robot. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, like the greatest case for God, like if I'm ever going to believe in God for reals, it's going to be because of Da Vinci. That dude, like he invented modern medicine. He invented robotics. He invented so many things. And all because he said he was talking to God. 
And none of the stuff that he was doing was in the Bible other than his faith in the Bible. I don't know. Like, cause I, I'm not done with his diary, but I, I gotta understand how he was thinking. And that, and I think if, if, if uh, you know, because like my whole thing is how do people think? That's why I asked you is like, I want to know how in the hell does that work for you? You know what I mean? Like, like your step, well, I don't know if it's even 12 steps, but how are you going to kick porn? How are you going to do it? And I'm thinking, well, you know, is it because I need to take advantage of other people <laughs> in the future? No, no, no. You don't it's substitute it. You don't action. substitute it with other bad behavior. Cause a lot of people like we talked about in the 12 step would, quit one bad thing and go straight into another bad thing, you know, like replacement, yeah, yeah, the bad replace replacement it. behavior. I'm the way I replace it is I have to pray. I've got to read daily. Like that's the only way because your spirit was in bondage for so many years and now it's been set free. So you got to keep reinforcing it. And here's the thing. So is man. this helping you like the podcasting too, or, or no? Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it's, it's helping me. It's keeping me at bay. But obviously, you know, we can't dive into anything too graphic here because it's just not, it's not right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not just not, you know, well, it's not just like because I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's not right, you see. So talking about this stuff, I think is, is good to encourage a discussion for people who are listening. But also for your sake, man, this is one thing I'd hope from you too. And I'll just say it for all the listeners. I hope that, you know, you went, you've gone through Genesis, right? I'd encourage you to read on. Well, not the whole, like I, I'm, I'm back on the first couple of pages because like, dude, I don't understand it. Dude, there's stuff in that book that is insanely complicated. It's not, it, it's not easy. I'm telling you now, like people don't get it. Like why were those whales mentioned? Why was the, the, you know, the description of atmosphere mentioned? Why did, why are there, you know, why was it mentioned that humans were made on the sixth day and then another type of human was invented on another day? And I'm telling you now, I am a firm believer on scientific fact and I got the Bible to back me now because I'm, I believe the Bible is an instruction manual as, as well so when I say as well, that means too, T-O-O. -O. The Bible is not only an instruction manual, but it is an instruction manual that is our history. Like literally, the Bible is our history. So for me, it's our history, but for me, it's also how to live. Well, that part I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> because it's we if we don't understand the instructions in that manual how in the hell are we going to live by it if we don't understand it? it's not about understanding every single thing in there it's about believing in it i mean that's the thing i don't think that any person on this planet is coming forth with full arrogance and saying i understand every single thing in it and if those yeah. people are saying that then you're clearly deluded you know you yeah see and that's people think i'm deluded <laughs> because i'm trying to understand everything but i think i have the capability to do it because i'm telling you now I, you know, from reading the Bible, I do know that black holes don't exist. And they, I'm telling you now. <laughs> you got to save it, that for another episode. I'm going to hear you. Yeah, no, but well, that. I'll say this really quick. Science has proved what we thought of black holes and Einstein's, well, not just Einstein. There was another dude. I forgot his name. But what they postulated that black holes, what they were going to do, it's impossible. It's an impossibility. And I'm still working out the math to to prove not prove but kind of like my interpretation of what the bible saying with uh gravity and gravitational waves and stuff like that but anyway uh because uh, anyway i don't want to get into that stuff but 
focusing back on the on just how I believe the Bible is, it's a ama- it's an amazing book. I'll tell you that right now. It is phenomenal. You know, so like, and I know there's something to Ethiopia. I know there's something to like understanding whales, Ethiopia, and all these crazy places that are still in existence today. And it's amazing how our society still circles around the Middle East. It's insane. No, but think about this. If it wasn't for the Middle East, there would have been no World War II. There would have been no Hitler. Literally, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem was the man influencing Hitler in killing the Jews. It was the Muslims that attacked the Russians first. Before anything happened, before Germany even made a move, the Muslims went into Russia and started killing all them people. Hmm. And Hitler was like, yeah, you know, doing all this. Um, p- people really need to understand their history. And, uh, and, and basically, I got into history is to find out why the streets were so messed up. But, you know, why are the streets messed up? Because you know, a lot of that conversion, because what happened in the 60s? The sexual revolution. But in the black community, what happened? That was when the Muslims went into the prisons and started converting all these black people in prison into the Muslim faith, Islam. That was a big thing in history, and people don't understand that. And that's why I studied uh, Islam so much, because I'm thinking, why are they, you know what I mean? Because why would they do that? That was like the ultimate hustle, you, you know, just like how Democrats did the ultimate hustle too by pretending that being a racist and progressive ideology was good for black people. <laughs> Seriously, black people believe that it's good to have welfare. It's good to have a uh, special uh, uh, education as they call it. Yeah. But, um, but we didn't get into this and I know we're over the hour limit, but the whole thing with Kristen Dill, uh, Gillibrand and, and all these people spouting these progressive ideologies about, you know, reparations and fixing the education and stuff like that. But here's the thing, school vouchers, is because she wants to know. It's like, oh, we got to fix the education problem. We got to understand. We got to fix that. But that's the thing. We are segregated. To this day, blacks are segregated from white schools or Asian schools at this point, because you want to go to an Asian school. You don't want to go to a white school. But blacks can't get into those schools because they don't live in those neighborhoods. And as long as they're segregated by neighborhoods, they're never going to be able to get a, a good education. And that's why school vouchers are so important. You know, because a good educated man is going to be a good father. Right. Eventually, you know, but nobody wants the solutions to bring the fathers back into these homes. And the only way to do it is by destroying every single progressive institution that is in this country. And it goes back to what we said yesterday. The Christian left is making their move to become more like Nazi Germany now because why? They successfully taken religion and God out of our life. Or twisted it. No, no, they're taking it out. Yeah. It's not even a twist. They totally removed it because how do I know? Because I was doing that as a kid. Growing up, I was taking God out of every because trust me, that's what you have to in order to get these people to do all this weird sexual stuff. You got to get God out of their mind just for a day or an hour or a half hour. As long as they're open to it for a little bit, 
boom, you got them. And they have been able to do that. You have to take God out. What you call twisted isn't God. It's just, yeah, it isn't. Yeah. It's a twisted, it's a but, twisted ideology of their religion and their belief system. Yeah. And I've been saying that on this episode for most episodes, I'm like, we've taken God out of the equation. We've taken God yeah, out. No, but you're right. So now See? I'm going to say you are correct <laughs> because like, I have, I've literally said that on the first week's episodes about progressive history. It's like, what's the difference between now and then, right? Like, like you, forget government, forget legislation, forget party affiliation. What's the major thing that's changed? No more God. That's it. Yeah. No, it's true. No more God. And that's what government and, and, is God, not God. And, and that, dude, that speaks to the root of the conservatism we talk about all the time because it came yeah. from him. It came yeah. from God. And now that he's gone, it's like, you know, a lot of prominent atheists and progressives and, you know, they all got together and were like, hey, you know what? We're God. So now we're going to create freedom. We're going to construct what we think is economic justice social justice yeah all that that's crap. why you got everything you got because it's all based off of the morality and the arrogance of man not on unalienable rights and unalienable means from your creator if you don't want to use god it came from a higher yeah. power the laws of nature laws of nature yeah and, and i'm telling you now those laws are are really described in the in genesis it really is it's like it talks like the Man, the first couple of chapters in that book, nothing but the laws of nature. Like, and that's why, like, I'm really trying to study this really hard because if we want to understand the laws of nature, you gotta understand Genesis. You really do. And you can't you cannot twist Genesis because if you do, then we're never gonna understand it. Because uh here's the thing. Think about this with with uh, evolution. Why do people believe that we come from apes or monkeys or gorillas? Well, it's Seriously. racism. It was one person's racism. Well, yeah, no, I know that. But, but, but why do everybody else believe? All of these people who believe and study dinosaur bones and believe that oil comes from dinosaur bones and fossilized fuel or whatever, which is all crap. Uh, <laughs> but why do people believe in that? Seriously, like we have the history and the science to know that no monkey has ever spawned a human. Seriously. No monkey has ever spawned a human or gorilla or anybody else. We were not like, I honestly believe after reading, you know, Genesis and believing I understand it a little bit better uh, than most. I honestly believe that we were created. Like, honestly, like we came from somewhere, like we were literally created, but other humans were also created. We're different types of humans. Like he created and that's why we have like Neanderthal man, like we have those bones because that was created. Not two Neanderthals didn't have us. You know what I mean? Like we don't come from some kind of caveman. I mean, we do, but not like a Neanderthal man or Java man or whatever you want to call them. Those are different types of humans. Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's some validity to that. I can't confirm it, but you're right because. I think where you're getting this from, and we talked about this, was God created men, beasts of their kind, on the sixth day. Then he created Adam after all of that. After way seven. after. It was way after. Yeah. Way after. And those humans are, that's where we come from. We literally come from Adam and Eve stock and not the stock from the sixth day. The sixth day is what we see in museums. <laughs> Seriously, that's what you see in the museums. 
all those humans that were invented or created on those days are the ones we see in the museums and people are studying those thinking that's some kind of monkey or whatever. But it's not. It's just those are the humans that God created that can live in the atmosphere and the times of those times. Our atmosphere has totally changed. God knew it. He saw it. So he created somebody different and, and different type of animals too to go with that, that we're going to be able to survive better in this environment. I don't know if we're losing listeners. Talking no, no, about yeah, I, I know. But, but the thing it's is, it's, no, but I want to talk about this more and people can listen if they want, because what the perspective you bring is fascinating. And I think I, I welcome it as a hundred percent as well. I'm very, very fascinated by. Well, it ties how, to fatherhood too. So it really does. It, it really does tie to fatherhood. What are your thoughts on, on fatherhood as we wrap this up? What are your final thoughts? Well, I mean, because it's, well, I, I wanted to finish my thought. No, no finish your thought about the, about the humans and the atmosphere. Well, see, now those humans, and this is like, this is like another epiphany I, I'm just having now. Uh, those humans that, were made on the sixth day were really like animals, really animalistic. They were the ones raping each other, doing butt sacks and stuff like that. Like it was a normal thing. Why? Because the alpha male could have any male they wanted, just like whatever. So that said, we have turned ourselves from the humans that were made on the eighth day to humans that were made on the sixth day. We're going backwards. And that's, I'm telling you now, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thought, but, you know, we were made specifically, you know, to have, to be dads, to be raising our kids, to be, you know, I don't want to say ethically uh, just, but we're supposed to have some sort of morals Mm -hmm. and not cross certain lines. Just as a man, like, you know, you you tell yourself, you don't need to tell anybody, but you tell yourself, this is what I'm not going to do. You know, like, I'm not going to do this. And when you do that, you know you failed as a man. Because you got to tell yourself something. You don't need to tell. And nobody needs to know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to, oh, I'm never going to bang a 12-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't need to tell other people what makes you a man. But what makes you a man, you keep to yourself and you just know not mm-hmm. to cross that line. That makes sense. That's a good way of tying it together, actually. But the thing is, yeah. but how we have sex now we're like, oh yeah, I did this, I did that, and da 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 die. You know what I mean? And you're not supposed to be doing things like that. That's what those cavemen used to do in the sixth day. Like seriously, if you study what those cavemen did back in those days, which goes back to why our perverted teacher showed us Quest for Fire as a means to learn about, you know, uh, world culture and world history. But that's what they used to do. Because they were, you know, they were animals. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I don't know if that's what happened with when, you know, the whole eating of the forbidden fruit. But I think there's something to that. There's something about having gross sex that destroys the fabric of modern humans from way back, you know, from back in Adam and Eve's day. And that's what I think that's what that warning is. Don't do what we're doing now because it's going to destroy us and i think that's what's happening we have no dads why because of the sex we have no education why because of the sex we have no understanding 
of how technology honestly works. Like seriously, do people really know how to use gold as a super conduit? No, of course they don't. Do they know how to pull electricity out of the air? Of course they don't. Why? Because they're too busy playing with themselves. <laughs> but <it's laughs> There's true. some validity to that. So I think that that's a, those are all, you know, it's funny because we look at the, I'll wrap this up here, but we're, we're oh, looking- hold on, before you wrap up, but that's what dads teach their kids. See, their kids, like you're, mm. if you're a dad and you have a son or a daughter, you're going to show your kid. Um, obviously, you can only have a son or a daughter. But, uh, I mean, you can't have like, some kind of third binary kid. But anyway, but you're going to teach, like, as a dad, that's what you pass down your knowledge. Like, hey, look, I'm going to show you this uh, cool little trick. Want, want, uh, want to see how I can make electricity come up out of nowhere? Get these wires, pull it up to these little studs, and boom. Hey, look, electricity. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff you pass down as a kid. You don't wait for your school to teach that. The dad used to pass that stuff down. Mm-hmm. See, slaves used to pass down that knowledge to each other. You know, with agriculture and machinery, they used to do that stuff. They didn't wait for some fancy school. They learned it and they pass it to their kids. And that's an, uh, some sort of, I don't want to call it a tradition, but that's an aspect of our humanity that we lost. We don't pass down anything to our kids anymore. We don't. We don't pass down morals. And if you don't pass down your morals, guess what happens? You can't pass down knowledge because knowledge, like, you know, the whole Spider-Man uh, cartoon yeah. uh, comic book, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's the truth. With knowledge is like power. When you have that type of knowledge, you got to also pass down some sort of morality that goes with it. And uh, because you just don't create electricity and just start blowing things up with it. You know what I mean? Because you can show like your kids how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we, <laughs> but anyway, but uh, yeah. So I'm telling you now with bad sex will come bad parenting. I guarantee you that. And until you get your penis in check, I almost said something else, but until you get your penis in check, you can't be a dad or your vagina in check. You can't be a good mom because you're too busy chasing your orgasms versus teaching your kids to be good. And that's what keeps them out of jail. That's what makes them become, you know, a really good medical doctor that has the ability to go into outer space and be a rodeo clown. That dude was also rodeo clown. He had time. Not only was he a gymnast and all these great things, he had time to be a rodeo clown, a circus clown. You know, that's insane. Yeah. That's a real life. That dude, when he died, he died a full life. And, you know, pilot, surgeon, gymnast, and a rodeo clown. He had a good life. That's what life should be like. He was, well, I don't want to say he was like God, but... Come on. With all that ability, he was able to do things that only God had seen. Seriously. He, you know, he went in outer space. How many people get to see space? Not many. Yeah, That's exactly. Sure. But if you concentrate your mind, you could see things that no man has, has ever seen. But either way, but uh, okay, you wrap it up. Uh, yeah, but that's, <laughs> no, that's well my said. Conclusion. Yeah, well that's said. No, those consequences are true, and I think that when we see things like poverty, alcohol abuse, those are all just very, very surface level symptoms of very, very deep seated things that we've been robbed of. And I think the whole sex thing is true because that's something we're going to keep talking about in future episodes. I'm overcoming it, and I don't think I've 
thought this clearly in a long time. So I'll keep everybody posted on that. Thank you for listening to the American Maiden Page Show. This is the consequences of fatherlessness. And I think we did identify the root cause here, but I uh, hope this sits well with all of you listeners and hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you soon.